on this episode, the legend stops by. How do I do the uh, intro again? Hey everybody, this is Gary Bay, Nerd Shirt. And this is episode I just did Wine Library TV, which I have a different, Uh-oh. it's like, no, is this, what is this supposed to be? Oh, it's 184, so I'll call it 185. I'm, I'm just gonna make up whatever comes out of my mouth. Hey everybody, this is Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 184, five? Four. Supposed to be four, but we're going with 185. We're gonna skip 184, Seth. The, this, I know you like, we like to call you the guru. This is the real guru. 185 of the Ask Gary Vee Show, and I am fired up. I, I, you know what, I push against guru too. I am fired up I can tell about you. having you here. I'm in a really, India's here. India's here. here. The, whole, the whole crew's here, Stephen's but here. who's really here is really one of the true pioneers of the modern marketing movement. Somebody that I've gotten to know over the last half decade, and it's been a, a real pleasure because you get to know, you know, I've enjoyed the relationships that I've gotten from the other side. People that are coming up the game, they've gotten to know me, we're friends. I feel very, very honored for you to be here on the show, Seth. Please, please tell the one person in the Vayner Nation who's watching this right now who doesn't know who you are, a, a little 47 second bio or what, however you like to roll. How would you like to say hello? I notice things for a living and try to point them out to people. I'm a teacher. I've started a couple companies, more than a couple. I do projects and I try to make a ruckus. That's a good day. That is a good day. And it's been a good life that way. I'm not complaining. It's been a thrill and a privilege. Seth, how many books have you written? Well, there's 18 bestsellers when I was like an official author. <laughs> that is so ludicrous. But before that. I'm like pumped about oh, my fourth up. Uh, four is very you know good. And three, by the way. It doesn't look good on you. 18. It doesn't look good on you. You know I'm going to go for 19. You know that, right? This so, is like a Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholson yeah. type thing. Is it 18? It's 18. I swear but I'm like, that, I was a book packager. And when I, I was a book are. packager, I did a book a month for 10 years. So there are those other books, but then there's 18. So, so a little bit, just because I think it's going to be quite enjoyable for the audience. I know that for a fact. A little bit deeper, like, tell, tell a little bit of your, you sold a company to Yahoo. Like, oh, a little, indulge me here for a little minute. Um, Where well, did you start out? Because some of the stuff in your I, office. I would say the big uh, turning point was helping to invent commercial email as we know it that's not spam. That when I started doing it in 1991, most people did not have an email address. That's right. And persuading backers that we were going to invent a way that email could be used. Think about any email you got today that you wanted to get that came from a company, not a person. That, that didn't exist before we did it. And so Yo-Yo Dime was a business that we built to do that. Before that, uh, I was a book packager. Before that, I, I worked at a educational computer game company. We invented pretty much commercial educational computer games like Kids on Keys and Fraction Fever. And I had a line of science fiction games. It was great fun. I was 24. It was so lucky that I got that job. That was pretty cool. 
Of the uh, of the fourteen bestsellers that you've written, eighteen. Uh, eighteen. See, Thank I'm trying you. to. I'm trying You're to say. You're subtracting I'm already. Trying, I'm trying. Four I, is that was even. subliminal. That means that I needed four. Is there a new more. Gary Vee book coming yes, out? Yes, but we don't need to talk about that. Of I the, hear it's the, called Ask Gary Vee, and then you can pre-order it on Amazon. And I'm gonna have to make. I'm gonna have to make volume two, three, four, exactly. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Anyone eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. fourteen. Copies, and then we can just no, divide it up. No, that's eight. That's tomorrow. Seth, of those books. You know, do you have a, a favorite? I know it's like children. Do you have one that stood out? I mean, I know that Purple Cow seems to be like every time I talk to people about you, like how, what I think of you, that seems to come out of people's mouths quite a bit. Um, Tribes was somewhere I got mentioned in, which was very big for me, so thank you. At the time, I was starting the wine thing. Any of them stand was out? Was there anything that really? Well, most authors will tell you that their favorite book is the one that didn't sell. <laughs> That's what I say. Thank you, Economy. That's so weird uh, you said that. I wrote a book called Survival is Not Enough. Charles Darwin wrote the foreword. Wow. And um, India's laughing. It's true. You really? can look it up. Google it right now. Um, and uh, it came out right after 9-11, which was not a good time to say the whole world is going to be different and we should like that. Um, it took me over a year. It had 45 pages of footnotes that didn't fit in that I published online. It's um, as close as I'm ever going to get to sort of a scholarly thing and most people shouldn't read it because it's not what matches yeah. the gestalt of what we're trying to do today. Yeah. But I have a soft spot in my heart because no one bought it, right? Yeah. Um, the new book, What to Do When It's Your Turn, I designed every page, I wrote every page, it made me happy to sort of play with the medium. Yes. Right? Yes. And, um, but they're all my friends, my books. I look at, I keep them on the shelf so that I can look up and say, I remember when I was the person who could write that book. Interesting. I don't think I could write most of my books today. And where, and where, where do you sit today in book writing in your mind? This was a year and a half ago, there hasn't been one word since then, it's just not on the agenda. It's no. not something that people are ready to buy another book. Maybe from you, but not yeah. from me. Where our, our attention span is different, our priorities are different, so I'm focusing on the school I run, the Alt-MBA. I'm focusing on how do I craft each blog post as if it was my last one. How do I, I want to get interact into with In people? India, I apologize, Seth. India. I know you have the questions. Is there one asking him about his social media versus, mm -hmm. I saw that come yeah. through. Did, did you pick that? I, I knew She's you ready. would. She's really good like that. She's so ready. I'll leave it for that. So okay. we're gonna answer some questions. Okay. Because that's what did we, we do here. Did we turn on the cameras yet or are we the, just the talking? The cameras are on. Ice. The cameras are on. DRock is doing Facebook Live. Hi DRock. DRock, what's going on with Facebook Live? How many peeps do we have? I'm sure. 12, 14. No, there's, we're at 3.3. 3,300? Very nice. Right. Adding the decimal to thousands makes it sound like a much bigger number. It sounds much bigger. 3.3 <laughs> people are watching. <laughs> Big shout out to the third of the person. India, let's get into the first question. From Dimitri. Dimitri, good Russian name, good start. Dimitri asks, what is the value of authority in a world where everybody is a possible thought leader? Do I repeat the question? Uh, no, you don't have to. Because we think all got picked it. up. No, nope, you can. Uh, that gets picked up. Semantics, else it. semantics matter a whole bunch here. What does authority even mean? And I think the currencies of anybody who wants to make change happen right now are attention and trust, and they're in a virtuous cycle. You don't get attention unless you're trusted. You don't get trusted unless you get attention. There are other kinds of attention. You can, you know, light yourself on fire in the street, but sure. you don't earn trust doing that. So this attention-trust cycle goes around. The question then is, how do you get there? I don't think you get there by saying, how do I hustle co a content media play to figure out how to get in front of people who never heard of me and somehow 
seduce them. I think you do it by being generous. I think that people tend to trust folks who step up before they have to. They trust people who keep their promises, especially when it's not convenient. They trust people who tell them the truth. And if you do those things, they're probably going to tell someone else. And then you'll get more attention and more chances to be generous. And the cycle goes and goes and goes. And guess what? It probably never ends at a moment when you say, OK, now it's my turn to take, take, take. We left the take, take, take part out mostly. You don't feel like you own Heinz, owe Heinz anything. You don't feel like you owe TWA anything. You just are in this environment where you know your attention is precious. You know your trust has been abused. If someone shows up and treats your attention with kindness and earns your trust every day, well then one of the byproducts will be they'll want to hear what you have to say next. Super easy to figure out why this guy and I get along if you've been watching this show because that just wrapped up 184 episodes in one statement. I think I know. I think I'm trying to play along here. I think what, what is super interesting about that answer and this question is that's right and I think it's and I think one of the reasons that I've had personal success is because I think about things in such a long period of time that that answer spoke to me because it's my natural state. When you think about things in a 10 or 20 or 40 year kind of cycle, well then your behavior matches that. And so you're not worried about the one week, one day, one month, even one year results. And then I also think the market gets to decide. There's one thing that I very much believe. Can I just put a little asterisk? Please. Because you're, you're about Please. to sell yourself short here. Please. There's a glacial strategy which says I'm a glacier, I'm going to make it all the way down the Hudson to the ocean. And it's obvious where I'm going, I'm just going to take a long time. Yes. I would say that the strategy you're talking about, which you have done consistently, uh, is that at any given moment, the short-term thinker thinks you're an idiot because you are not trading. And that's the key, is that you are doing things that are so generous and so trust-earning that people look at you and say, why aren't you doing that other taking thing? And it's that feeling that the people around you think you've lost your mind that's what makes it scarce. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit weird, and you know this because of Everyone. my, per- <laughs> because my personality actually on stage and style makes people think I am in short-term game. You know, I I recognize that my vibe at times comes across as the worst version of the things that you're referring to, and so it takes people a little bit of time to completely figure me out. As a matter of fact, I would tell you. One of the interesting things about how I live my life is the reason I so deeply you know, uh, feel infection towards you is I was surprised myself how quickly you, like I, can, I judge people based on how quickly they get me or not. <laughs> and, and, it's, and, it's, and I always wonder if it, it's, I'm, I'm never sure if I do it on purpose, if the shtick is almost weirdly on purpose or was it always naturally, I think it's naturally there based on what happened in school long before I thought about these sure. things. But that's right, and so I think at the end of the day, the thing that really, really matters to me is whether Seth says it, whether I say it, whether the president says it, the bottom line is the market gets to decide. You know, when you make a book, when you you write a blog post, when I feel like, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the market is the judge. And so when you think about who's the tastemaker, who's the authority in today's world, we clearly have mediums today. I mean, look what's going on here right now. You know, you thought about this. That's fine, but we're basically, I mean, it's incredible we're doing live and production TV here. Think about this 20 years ago. You've been through the whole gamut. Everyone owns their own media company. It's crazy. One thing we need to amplify here, though, there isn't one market. 
there are many markets. Yes, agreed. And so you can sell to a market that wants you to be a pickup artist, yep. hustler, whatever, but just please understand that's your market. Don't call me because I'm not your market. And my argument is that most people, especially the people you want to be trusted by, don't like to be hustled. 100%. And I wish that a whole bunch of people who call themselves growth hackers and quantum blah, 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 would write on the wall, most people I care about don't want to be hustled because being hustled makes you feel bad. Agreed. What else you got, India? From Bryce. 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 That's a nice name. He's got a canyon named after him. <laughs> he does. Bryce asks, where do you see the internet going in the next five or ten years and why? So, the, you know, what's the next big thing? My argument is this is the next big thing. That if you are waiting for something beyond a billion people connected online with mobile being the driving force, with uh, a fight for attention, and with constant froth around the edges, if you're waiting for something else, you're going to miss out on a big chunk of opportunity. This is our revolution. There was the industrial revolution, there was the mass media revolution, there's this. And it will keep changing its flavor. The names of the public companies that run things are going to have to change. Of course. But they all layer on top of the same Please thing. don't wait for the next thing. This has been the next thing since 1991. And the people who asked me you know, at the newspaper conference in 93 when I told them what was coming said, well, we'll just wait for that. It, no, this is, our, this is it. This is what we got. I totally agree with that and, I, and, I, and I, the one thing that's on the horizon that I think a lot of people are paying attention to is VR and I say to a lot of people, I'm like, look, that's a 10 years away. This, in 1998, I thought by the year 2000, everybody would come into my wine shop and know the price of everything. And so I think the thing I've learned, my version of that, the same exact answer is, there's a long way away before, if VR is truly, you know, contact lenses sitting at our home, being in places, we're talking about 15 to 25 years away from the scale. We're just hitting the maturity. Let's not forget, 15 to 17% of all e-commerce done in America is done online. It's nothing. If you told me in 1998 that only 15% of all things bought would be online by the year 2016, I would have sat there and said, shit, do I even want to do this? That's forever from now. This stuff doesn't go as fast as we all think it's going to. 30 years ago today, yes. 1986, yes. sitting in my office in 215 First Street in as Cambridge, Massachusetts. As in like literally, literally today or like kind of I'm making that part up, but it's 30 years ago. I got, got, it, got, it, got, it, got it. excited for a second. Sitting in my office in Cambridge, Massachusetts, you know who walks in? I'm who? 26 years old. Who? Guy named Guy Kawasaki. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, Telling you Apple's the greatest? Well, I was already a beta tester and we did a deal with him, right? Yes. The point is, if Guy had waited for the next big thing, he wouldn't have become Guy Kawasaki. That's if right. I had waited for the next big thing, I wouldn't have become me and you wouldn't have become you. This idea that there's always the froth around the edges. There are people who are working in VR today who are going to go off and do something interesting, but it's not going to be because they're right about VR. It's going to be because they're right about being a trusted person worthy of our attention. That's the arc of the people you trust and the brands you trust. Not that they got the product right the first day or the iteration right the first day. It's that they made a commitment to show up in a certain way, in a certain universe, in front of certain people. What's crazy about that is when I think about the thought leaders in marketing and names that people throw out there and authors in this space, 30 years ago, he walks into your office 
it's unbelievable that when you have the chops, A, how long you can keep the attention of the end consumer, B, how long this all plays out. Like, I just got fired up. The level of domination that I'm gonna have in 2037 just dawned on me, and I'm really excited about 2037. You should be, except football will be against the law by then. Don't even Sorry. Let's go. Renee asks, what would cause you to hire the world's best psychic? Even the Caesars and Pharaohs consulted a seer, and so should you greats. Well, she this already knows feels, the answer, this right? This feels great. Go ahead, you go. No, that's the thing with psychics. They already know. Why are they asking? Next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I, you guys know where I sit on this one. I won't meditate. I don't need to see psychics. I'm, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not okay to put those two things in the same sentence. Yes, it is. I'll explain No, it's why not. not. Well, you don't get to say. I do, because one is science. Yes. And the other one is not. Okay. And we can't... Science is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to mankind. It's I hate not, science, Seth. It's not okay. Seth, I'm telling you the truth about this. I mean, I don't, I hate, you, you know, I hate to, disappointing you. You don't have to like it, but you can't deny no, I don't that deny it works. I science. Right? So it's not okay to start conflating things that are based on science. Versus things that are not. Correct. Okay. Thank you. So let me ask you a question. What do you think about emotional intelligence? Seriously, like... Like, can I tell you something? Can I, can I tell you something that weirds me oh, out? Go ahead. Help me here, because I go trust ahead. you. Why is it that often, not always, and I understand brain tricks and all that shit, but I get weirded out when I think of random shit, like somebody I haven't talked to in seven years and then the next day they call me. Or, like, a million other things. Like, tell me about well, intuition. That is, wait, and wait, that has nothing things. to do with emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is Daniel Goleman's semantic take on what we need from people the ability to look people in the eye, the ability to not eat the marshmallow, the ability, that's emotional intelligence is an important concept that people should understand. I agree. You're talking about instinct, intuition. Yes. Okay, let's have a conversation can about that. Can they not be in the same, it's, can't they be They're cousins? not related things, no. They're just not. I believe you, you're probably right. I Wait, look this think about up. the people you know who you've hired here, yes. right? Yes. The ones you like the best aren't the ones who are better at typing than someone else. Or they're the ones who have the emotional intelligence yes. to bring tension to bear to cause change yes. to happen in a way that benefits others. 100%. That has nothing to do with a friend calling you. No, no, if, two, right, no question. That, no okay. question. I respect so, where you're coincidence going with that. is super easy to explain. Please. We, as humans, are storytelling machines. Yes. We notice things, but we have to make stories about them. Yes. You, yesterday, thought of more than 300 different people. Probably more than that. And one of them called you. Right. You paid attention to the coincidence. Yes. But you didn't say, holy smokes, 299 people didn't call me today. That's right. The reason the coincidence works is as story manufacturing humans, we're always looking for that correlation and that's why people buy lottery tickets because they think that there's some sort of weird cosmic numerology thing going on because we're wired to look for weird coincidences but there aren't actually weird coincidences in the world. We it's just think science. there are. I didn't say that. Well, that's what you said. No. There's plenty of things that aren't science because we make up stories that are irrational. What I'm saying is there's a good reason we evolved to make up stories that are irrational. Yes. Because they kept us alive. Because sometimes there's a correlation between the stick breaking and the lion jumping out of the woods. And then when we listen for sticks breaking, it might keep us alive. And we'll have grandchildren and yep. other people will listen for sticks breaking. Where it breaks down is now there are no lions, but we're still listening for sticks breaking. We're looking for broken windows. We're paranoid about certain things because... It's hippos and sharks. Hippos and sharks, sure. I love that. 
Look it up if you didn't understand that. Go ahead, India. Jonathan asks, Seth has a blog, but no other social media engagement. Under which conditions is this advisable? I think it's advisable under several conditions. Condition number one, where you want... How long, when did you start your blog? Really? Yeah. It was 89 as an email newsletter. Yep. So, do the math. Yeah, no, it's a long time ago. Then I met Joey Ito and switched it to Typepad. Yes. There was some blogging before that, but I can't find it. I don't know where it is. Yep. And then after I met Joey Ito, uh, I've been doing it as relentlessly as I could. There was a period it was five blog posts a day, and then I realized it wasn't helping me or the reader, so now it's been one a day for a, long for a time. really long time. Do you know how long? Years and years. Um, <laughs> so the um, if you want to develop to get through the dip to be the best at something, you're going to have to say no to a lot of things. You love no. No is super important. Super important. And so when Twitter came along, I said, I could be pretty good at this because I'm early, but I would have to use my blogging time to be pretty good at this. So better. How much time do you spend on a blog post, you think, on average? I mean, I'm sure they all vary. Well, I spend 10 hours a day thinking about the next blog post. Right. I write a bunch, but you don't see most of them. What, do you just like kill them? Yeah. No. Well, they stick around, right? You might bring well, them back. You might, like, I assume when, when you're spending 10 hours a day, in four weeks you may spend 10 hours and you're like, oh shit, and recall sure, it back. Sure, that but that's, right? what, that's why I think every human should have a blog, even if you don't put your name on it. Every day, write something that you're willing to put in the world so that a week from now and a month from now and a year from now you can look back at it and say, I said this, I predicted this. Do you keep a journal this. as a youngster? No, not at all. Do you like writing? I know it's I a like, funny, I know it's a I funny like question. I like talking about ideas. I like helping change happen. There was a time in the middle of the 18 books when the thought of sitting down and going to this practice of writing a book really engaged me. Mm -hmm. But it's, I'd rather look someone in the eye and talk to them than What write. about public speaking? We've gotten to do a couple of events. I love ago. giving talks. Yeah, I hate yeah. flying there. I love being on stage. You're on and then you're off. You have a, there are rules. You can't bring on you know a chimpanzee and a marching band. Well, you can. You're allowed to use slides. I have rules, right? You can use your slides, but you can't go beyond that. You can't throw things into the audience and stuff. I like that. But but that's too many variables. So back to India's question. Yes. What was that question? So oh, yes. Mo let me. So Steve Pressfield in his book The War of Art talks about the resistance. In Lynchpin, I talk about the lizard brain. Do you read a lot? Yeah, I do. You read books? Yeah. Like how many books in a year will you read? Well, I get two or three a day in the mail, and I read them until I get the joke, and then I stop. So that's a thousand. Jesus. But sometimes you don't need to read that many pages. Ask for Gary Vee. Did I mention that's on sale in two weeks? <laughs> you can pre-order yes, it now on Amazon. That book will probably take me more than 15 minutes to get the joke because it's, it's just rich and layered and a lifetime of, of insight. Keep you going. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there are other books, like if the author did a good job in five pages, you get the point. You trust that the rest of it is proven, and now you can go on to the next thing. It's cool. I'm not good What's at What's the last great book you literature. read for you? Um, what did you enjoy recently? Well, fiction-wise, there was there's a book called Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Okay. Hysterical, brilliant, funny science fiction, and it's about you. You're in it. Yes. Well, you don't. You're not going to like the Devereaux character. Is that who I am? Yeah. Is he handsome? Yes. Yeah. But that's I love not, him. That's not the best thing to say about him. I'm, that's all I care. There are parts of Who him cares? that I'm in there. It's like <laughs> you don't want to go there. Anyway, and then um, there's there's a really great book about a novel about Marcel Duchamp's work um, called 
uh, the bride who was stripped bare by her bachelors even. That's the that's, whole title? Yeah. That's a really juicy book. Um, oh, India's fired up. There you go. And then, um, but nonfiction wise, I'm just constantly amazed at how generous authors are because authors know you can't make a living writing books, but they do it anyway. Anyway, we're still answering India's question. Are we running out of time? Well, it's I'm not sorry. India's, it's Jonathan's. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, wait, so the, the punchline is this. The punchline is when well, you're fucking so Seth Godin, you don't have no, to do it because you're a beast in 20 wrong, years. Wrong. Okay. Completely the opposite. Of course. Zig used to say you can be a meaningful, specific, or a And Zach said when you're fucking Seth Godin, you can I, get away with it. Have, has anyone ever walked out on the show? Yes. Because I could go second. <laughs> I have something important to add here. Go ahead. You're sir. heckling me. I'm sorry. I am. I just, you know what? I'm just happy he was you're my, here. He was my friend. I'm sure. I apologize. Okay. Go ahead. So Zig used to say, you can be a meaningful specific or a wandering generality. Interesting. And the problem with most social media is you are not the customer, you are the product. It was optimized to make you anxious until you use it again. It was optimized to extract from you nervous energy, not productive output. So most people who fall into it are checking one last time, checking this, posting that, liking this. Why? To keep them from doing important work. Because Which was watching television for no, a lot of people. But wait, let's, well, let's, 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 let's TV. Yeah, but hold so on. So now you have a Let, chance. Hold on, here's where we're going to disagree a little bit. I mean, like, like, Oh, stick here for a second, India. Uh, hold on. This thought that all of a sudden MySpace and Friendster and Facebook and Twitter came along and took us away from all this mass important work. You did. No. So let's start with Clay Shirky. Clay Shirky pointed out that Wikipedia got built mm -hmm. on a decrease in television viewing. That the billion hours yep. that were invested yep. in building Wikipedia came from TV. It could have come from reading. No, he, can, he shows it, it's this great book. It came from TV. He put a chip in everybody's head who... Look. Listen, I'm, I'm, well, no, we can't talk about this? What do you want me to just be no, like, okay, great. No, you no, don't have to agree with me. Well, I'm not agreeing, but you, I'm but you, but you can't deny this scholar's work without examining it and saying, wait, yes. I challenge Listen, his way, methodology. No, no, I, I think that's fair. And I think you're right about that. I do, no question do I believe an enormous amount of internet behavior has come at the, at, the, at the behest of television. So what my point is, television's dying because we're giving people more choices because the channels are breaking down, et cetera. Mass is going away. What do we want people to do with the time they're not spending watching Happy Days? They're still my, watching a lot of TV, which is stunning to me. I, I, mean, I, I, I agree know, with you. I know you know that. But my argument is mm -hmm. the people who are watching you and I talk, Right, Bryce mm -hmm. and Jonathan mm -hmm. and the psychic who already knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, they set that up. Have the ability to make a dent in the universe. 100%. We gave them a platform they can use to do 100%. it. 100%. And they think that they're advancing their cause by using various social media networks the way that they are optimized to be used. And my argument is they're not. I understand. That I am super glad that the musicians of the 60s that went way out on an edge weren't seduced by just sitting there listening to Beach Boys records all day. They decided to make Bitches Brew or they decided to make uh, Slow Train Coming or whatever it is. They went outside the thing to say, this is my work. And the problem I have with the people who are just saying, me too, plus plus, they think they're doing their job. They're not doing their job. They're hiding from their job. Their job 
is to create a body of work that earns them trust Seth, and attention. Seth, real quick, you know, that, that's interesting, but let, let's, let's go a little bit deeper here because okay, this is starting, right. I like this. Don't you believe, when you're saying plus plus and this, that, and the other thing, don't you believe that that is exactly mapping the people that did just, like not everybody is going to make great bodies of work. Not true. Okay, go ahead. You think they're born that way? No. The people, no. everyone who makes great work was born naked. Yes. Unable to read. Yes. And pooping in their diapers. Okay. Right? Somewhere along the way, you make a decision. You make an investment. You go forward. Okay. And if we look, we see that it used to be that John Hammond would pick you and you would become a famous recording artist. Yes, I'm, and, you right, know I believe so that. So the, the pickers are gone. Yes. And that, so now the, 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 the number of people who are picking themselves keeps going up. What I, all I'm saying, my only point in this case is this. If you find that at the end of the day, you could say, I did a really good job and my social media universe is clean and taken care of, and that's all you have to point to today, I don't think that's a good day. And what I'm saying is Sally Pants McGee, who has that to point to in 1974, has that same thing to point she to. Do better. Oh, she has a chance to do better. So what you're saying is that everybody can go to Yankee Stadium today, hit the bat on the table, and take a swing. Which is different. No, no, hear me out. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. Athletic endeavors are different. Athletic endeavors are different than intellectual endeavors. For sure. Hold on, so what you're saying is everybody has the same capacity to learn. No, what okay. I'm saying is what we define as athletic endeavors is one axis. But I could say, for example, if you're a caregiver for a senior citizen who's struggling with Alzheimer's, yes. you are capable of looking that person in the eye yes. with empathy and affection in a way that changes them forever. Tell me how you develop empathy, tell me. Well, now you're changing the topic. We no, can I'm have not. that conversation. Because, no, no, because you just said, I can teach Andy how to be a caregiver. That's gonna, Andy can definitely no, be no, taught. No, no, Hold no, on, no, let me finish, let me finish. Andy, Andy, We're not Andy, Andy, right Andy you can teach to look in the eye. Check, I can teach Agreed. Andy. I can teach Andy yes. to do, I can't ever teach him to hit a home run in Yankee Stadium. Okay. I can teach him to do something with his voice, his heart, no, no. his See, soul. No, no, with Yankee Stadium, but hold on. You, you, you can't teach him to hit a home run in Yankee Stadium, but you right. can teach him to be the best version of a baseball player that he can be. In the same way but that you can... But has no economic utility. Well, that's a whole different conversation. Well, but that's the conversation I'm trying to have, but you keep interrupting. No, no, not true, not true. Because what's, what's most interesting to me is there's no economic situation that Sally Pence McGee could be focusing her time on something else besides liking buttons on Facebook. Of course Facebook. there is. That's Hear me where out. we disagree. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Sure. Do you agree with me that Sally Pants McGee would probably be likely in 1984 to be sitting and of watching? Course. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. What I'm, I'm saying, saying nothing's changed. The places that people are deploying their energy My have point changed. is that liking something in Instagram or Facebook is a way to hide from the productive thing she could be exposing herself because the productive thing is scary. You think, you think, you think she's, she's gotten into a place where that makes her feel better and that we've tricked people and people have tricked themselves to be a part of something versus when they sat on the couch? No, when they sat on the couch, the entire culture was in on it and it's similar. What I'm saying is we didn't build the internet so that YouTube could show cat videos. We built the internet. But isn't, aren't cat videos a, videos escapism for somebody just like a, reading a good book is escapism for you? Seriously, I'm asking. I know people around the world who have something 
they really need to escape from. Okay. The people who are watching this, much less. Fine, I would argue and agree with you that people have much bigger headaches than, but the reality is that somebody who's watching this has their micro version of what they think they're escaping from. I sit here every day and go yell and say, look, if you're a white male in America, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about winning the lottery? Right. You won, so I'm with you on that. Okay. What, what I'm fascinated if by- If it's entertaining, there's nothing wrong with it. People think cats just acknowledge, Just acknowledge you're entertaining yourself, you're not doing your job. That's fine. That's the only thing I'm trying but to say. But who gets to define what their the quest, job is? But the question to India was, yes. when I'm doing my, from India was, when I'm doing my job, yes. why aren't I using the other forms of social media? The answer is to quote Is that you Neil, defined what your job was well, for yourself. What Neil Gaiman has said is, the way he deals with writer's block, yep. if he hasn't written a book and needs to, is he makes himself super bored. He eliminates all inputs, and so until he's so bored, the only way to entertain himself is to write. So are you saying that one of the big KPIs for you of just staying to the blog was not getting all that stimulus and allowing you to create more? Forcing me to say either I did nothing today or I made something worthwhile. That there are days when I will answer nothing but email yeah. and I feel horrible at the end of the day because I don't believe that's a productive let me Let me tell you what the most interesting part of this last four or five minutes was for me. Seth's self-awareness for himself. And I think that to me is the most interesting part of what just happened. Like to me, that speaks to really understanding yourself and positioning yourself in the best position to succeed based on what and you think And all the is successful contributors slash artists I know are similar. So for me, I need chaos. Like I just walked yeah. here, apparently. I just walked into my office, they'll all laugh. It was so quiet, I started yelling at everybody that I can't get into my place without all the inputs right. and so the that chaos. awareness is key. It is. But if we look at most of the people who are showing up in my box and your box, yes. you're saying, what do I do now, what do I do? Yes. They're copying patterns yes. in social media without being aware of Not the fact. Not social media, though. Well, I'm, that's the question. Without being aware that those patterns yeah. are sabotaging their no, business. No, the question was for you, when, when, are, when is it right? When is it right for and, them? And, I th that's and right. the answer and I think is, what I'm saying is first try nothing. See what happens if you are forced to level up, not by fitting in, but to level up by standing out, by saying something important, you know, generous, funny. unique. You know what's funny? I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking, it's re one of the funniest things about how I go about things is I don't want to read anybody else's things. I don't consume anything else because it puts Except me in that, if, but really not even, like I'm crazy that way. Like I don't want to consume anything because I just like observing people in whatever format, the real world or the digital world, to be able to just do my thing because that's what makes me comfortable in analyzing. It's, right. a, it's a little bit of like a, it's interesting. So, it's the interesting. Way, so the way we built the Alt-MBA, which is a school I run, yes. is it's 28 days and there's an enormous amount to do yes. with your name on it in public yes. and commenting substantially with your name on it on other people's work. Cycle, repeat, cycle, repeat. 13, 14 assignments in four weeks. Do some people struggle with that system? I Everyone that. does. That's what it's for. Yep. Right? If, yeah. you, if, you, if I send you to ranger school, yep. you're going to struggle. Yep. If I send you to tightrope circus school, you're going to struggle. That the learning is hard. That's why the dropout rate on online courses is 98%. Is that true? Yes. And the reason is because as soon as it gets hard, and it has to if you're gonna learn something, you quit. Well, that's why people are mad at watching my content because I talk about hard work and they don't wanna hear that. They wanna right. see what the secret is. Exactly. It's and just like doing mic, muscle mic.
you like needed someone to be like, you have to do this. I needed, you know what's funny about that, India? You're looking very fit. Thank you, brother. Because that's what India is referring to. I needed to be accountable to somebody. I figured out my trigger in that game. I needed to be accountable to somebody else besides myself. Exactly. India, last one. John asks, what is something you both disagree on? I mean, I think, I think that I think that's everything. now self-evident, but mostly it's, he is a superstitious troglodyte who wants to deny that science ex- exists. <laughs> not true at all. And not I had Charles all. Darwin not write the foreword to no, no, one of my books. Not true at all. I, I believe in science tremendously. I believe. He believes in you too. More than I believe in it. The thing is gravity doesn't care whether you agree in it. It's not just a good idea. It's, it's just the like, law. Science is just like the market. It is what it is. I mean, I'm super fine with science. I don't understand it. I don't know what it is, but I'm super cool with it. <laughs> Listen, Seth, I'm super pumped you're on the show, man. It's a pleasure. How can people find you online? They know how to find me. Okay. How can they? F- what I want to do is let's link up, make sure everybody starts reading Seth's blog on a daily basis. It is massively, very much knowing my audience. This, you know, for the few of you that don't do it, it will be a tremendous addition but to your world. please don't send me email. Send him email, do not send me email. Right, because I just like people a lot more than Seth does. It's true. It's just true. It is. That's what we disagree on. I like human beings, Seth doesn't. <laughs> Seth, you get to ask the question of the day. Any question, there'll be a lot of answers. We'll get some consumer insights from it, which I love. Who would miss you if you were gone? Mm. He's a deep soul, Seth. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, love team. you, pal. You guys are awesome, all of you. You keep asking questions, we'll keep debating them.